Matt, uh, tell us, tell us about the situation for you when this uh, this uh, magnitude 8.9 hit. Well, it was absolutely unlike anything I've ever experienced before. I've been living here for eight years now, and this was quite simply the biggest, uh, longest-lasting earthquake I've ever experienced here. And that's it, because uh, Kyung La, our reporter there, was saying she thought it was four to five minutes. Was that was that your your sense as well? We are getting word this evening of some rock throwing by youths in South Central Los Angeles, perhaps in reaction to today's verdicts of the Rodney King beat. Yes, the ground was rolling for an extended period of time. I wasn't exactly sure what to do or where to go. I'd never been prepared for anything like this. My wife and I stood outside and basically held on to the outside of our house. You couldn't even stand up. I mean, literally at the peak of these uh, waves that were washing over the ground, you literally could not stay on your policemen responsible were acquitted, the city exploded. Dozens died in six days of violence. And now, the season premiere of Poetic Earthlings. Okay, Space Lady, start the show. Greetings to all sentient life forms in the universe. Welcome to Poetic Earthlings, a show that will provoke inspire and alter your perception. Here's your host from a remote location south of the 49th parallel, York Campbell. It's been 365 days since we aborted the human data file experiment. Our research has concluded that mankind is tribal by nature. They divide themselves among sociological lines. They live for temporary glory and pleasure. Everything that makes our species unique is in contrast to theirs. We were careful not to enforce our moral standards, but allow them to flourish, to set aside their primitive disposition and walk into the light. However, their hearts are carnal. Their minds were set to folly and destruction. Nimron, my question is obvious. Why do you desire to resurrect the human program? China in crisis with NBC News correspondent Tom Brokaw. Good evening. We all knew it couldn't go on forever, but no one thought it would come to this. A brutal massacre of Chinese students and other protesters by the Chinese army. The death count goes on tonight, and it is at least in the hundreds. It may go as a high as a thousand or more, and the fighting is not yet over. China is a nation at war with itself. As a result, the world is a much different place tonight. Every civilization program we develop is not without its shortcomings. So far, we have designed 10,000 programs with their distinct attributions and fabricated cultures. All of them are meticulously engineered, no threat out of place. We could relish in their perpetual complex compliance and their docile sensibility. Hostility and corruption does not exist. Keep in mind that these civilizations are absent of free will. Codes within complex codes were developed. Love, joy, harmony is only a form of sophisticated encoding. Encoding. But when we embarked to create mankind, it was a tremendous leap forward. 
we constructed a free will software allowing our subjects self-autonomy. We already know the outcome, but what I'm proposing is a second chance. Just wanting, as they know that the moment is coming close where the boy would finally be coming out. You know, I could just see people jostling in the crowd to have a view. Even where the media presence is there, people are just coming in and the police and the authorities are having a tough time controlling the crowd who just want to be a part of this moment to see the boy finally out of that My esteemed colleague, it appears that your optimism holds no bound. But let's exercise caution. The human program may become toxic, thus contaminating the other civilization programs. Should we run the risk? Besides, we are on the Dean's list and have no need to accumulate social status. Ted, resurrecting the human data file is not to accumulate more social status. I appreciate your concerns that our human subjects will poison the other civilization programs. It's a calculated risk. Say for instance, if it works and mankind spiritually evolves, they slay their demons and work towards universal solidarity. Little prince, then four years old, would become India's biggest breaking news. We've asked NBC's George Lewis to take us through this long, bloody battle. Tension had been building all day Saturday after some early skirmishes between students and soldiers. Anticipating a major attack, crowds began heading towards Tiananmen Square to reinforce the students who had been sitting there for three weeks. The number of soldiers ringing the square increased dramatically, thousands of them taking up positions in the center of town. Some of the demonstrators showed off the scars and bruises they had received in early encounters with the troops. Normal programming has been suspended. And we now join Martin Lewis in the You may be studio. correct, my brother. Perhaps in time, they will shed their mortal coil and become self-actualized citizens of the cosmos. By turning this switch, one moment... I'm starting to have doubts. We have experienced the cannibalization of the human species, their desire to extinguish life, even from the womb. The sacred has been deflowered, spiritual pursuits diminished for material gain. When we embarked on this project, it was to acquire a deeper understanding of our existence. Humans were designed to be our reflections of love and unity. They were also engineered to live forever. Maybe our goal was self-seeking. In order to give our infinite life balance, structure, and meaning. My esteemed colleague, the real in which we exist, is interwoven with cosmic grace. Justice and forgiveness is our guiding principles. Therefore, it's not in our nature to rebel against grace.
Touche, my brother. The human race needs to be given a second chance. Despite their ignorance and moral corruption, I perceive hope. Our image bearers need time to evolve from their primitive disposition. The ultimate goal is spiritual awareness. But let's not deceive ourselves. Our children will grieve our hearts a thousand times over on their road to maturity. Go ahead, Nimrod. Pull the switch. The human data file will rise. Like the phoenix. The Resurrection, written and produced by yours truly, York Campbell. Next time on Poetic Earthlings. Body was outlined in chalk dressed in a suicide vest and a sniper bullet that exited his head. Pump-action shotgun was adjacent from an old-fashioned tape recorder. I adjusted my camera, took a couple of pictures, before placing the evidence in a bag. The bullet hole in his temple was courtesy of a local law enforcer who took aim from a helicopter before the assailant pulled the trigger. The case seemed pretty cut and dry. Disgruntled accountant seeked revenge after being ousted from his job. But this was far from a cookie-cutter police procedure, because what was on the tape will flip my world upside down. Thank you for listening all the way to the credits. Production staff includes Mike Effie, Theodore Applebaum, Susan Wong, Mohammed Zachary, Cliff Niedemeyer, Crystal Flowers, mixed by Stephen Woods from Gemini Sounds, edited by Tanya Carpenter and Ryan Freshko, sound designed by Max Fuller, Benny Bishop. Who am I kidding? I do it all by myself. I am the production team. If you want to help me, please buy me a coffee. You can go to the website, buy me a coffee slash poetic earthlings. You could give three, five dollars or whatever you can afford. If you like this show, if you want to become a super earthling, <gasps> oh la la. please consider to become a member. Membership is only five dollars a month. And what you get for that, you'll get an exclusive exclusive podcast called The Mothership. You also get season one remixed with added bonus features. Thank you very much for you tuning in to season two of Poetic Earthlings. 
I want to give a special thanks, an extra special thanks to my big brother Elvis. I know I say this often, but he really helps me out. He's my kind of like my spiritual guru. I hope that you're keeping well with this upside down world. Hopefully it's not too upside down where you live. Remember, be kind to each other. Be a good earthling. And I'll talk to you soon. Minutes this afternoon, millions linked hands to raise money for America's hungry and homeless. Hands across America formed one human chain spanning 16 states and the District of Columbia. It all began in New York City's Battery Park with a six year old homeless girl named Amy Sherwood who lives with her mother in a welfare hotel. The hands reached through the northeast of the nation's capital where the president and Mrs. Reagan took part with White House staffers and their children. And into the Midwest and the West. Those who paid $10 to participate urged others to help fill the gaps. In Phoenix, volunteers flagged down motorists to join in. And winding up out on the West Coast, those who were united by the transcontinental line raised their voices in song. Is there anything that you would like to accomplish yet in your life that you haven't been able to? Well, life has been very good to me. God has been good to me. I don't think you should ask too much of God. I think that when He has given to you a certain amount of life in which you've lived that has been a fulfillment for you. Let's don't continue to ask for too much. If I receive nothing else in life today, I felt that what he has done and the people that I've met and the things that have been transpired within my life, I have won. Well, thank you, Jesse Owens, for being here. It's been truly exciting and, and, and a pleasure to have you.